and welcome to Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. This is Tuesday Temp, and I'm merely here to hit you with some quick news items and some housekeeping, but then I'll be taking you straight into our Kakariko Tavern Convo with the ALTTPR ladder admins, brought to you by our very own Herfy Durfy. So first up, we have ALTTPR Season 4 Open League Competition, which has officially come to a close, and we have our winners. Congratulations to Bottles on Empty, Maniacal, Maximum Barnage, and Ninjembro, who sealed the deal in Game 4 to win it all. Ninjembro, by the way, dropped by the GMP Discord after listening to the last episode to say that the theme of people identifying their team as Ninjembro plus two other people as we did two weeks ago, is not an uncommon sentiment. And the reason is that both Maximum Barnage and Maniacal, I guess, uh, took some time away from the community. And forming up this team was the way they both got back into the community. And they've definitely made their impact upon returns. Huge shout outs to Bottles on Empty and best of luck playing in the Invitational League in Season 5. Speaking of the Invitational League, Pug Trio versus the Titans Mitts in the finals. Pug Trio is, of course, made up of the inimitable Andy, Solsky, who we just had on the show a few episodes ago, and Futon. And the Titans Mitts consists of Sailor Nep, Relkin, and, of course, our very own Dancy. Game one was on Monday, and that went to the Titans Mitts, and we have a game scheduled for this Friday at 7.40 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash speedgaming. But the third match between Andy and Dante still has yet to be scheduled as of our uh, printing deadline here. So just be sure to watch speedgaming schedule page for updates because you're not going to want to miss those games. As a quick aside, when all three hosts are back in two weeks, we can talk about the league a little bit more in retrospect and discuss some of the stuff that's happened that I couldn't possibly try to tackle here all by myself. Uh, Next up, just a quick update on temp.msu. I feel like at one point I must have said that I was going to release that before the end of 2021, but did I dream that? Did I I actually say that at some point, or did I just convince myself that I should try to aim for that? It was, either way, totally unrealistic, but I'm glad that I had kind of had that mentality, because in the week between Christmas and New Year's, I had time off of work, and... I basically worked on temp.msu like it was my full-time job. Uh, So when I started all that, I was probably at like, I don't know, 30% completion. But after that week was over, I'd say I probably got to like 85% completion. So it's not quite finished yet, but it's like, it's actually going to happen. Like at this point, so much work has been done that there's no turning back, if that makes sense. Um, I've already released the beta version with uh, 20 out of the 34 tracks filled out. Uh, and I released that to Twitch subscribers and Patreons um, to just kind of beta test it. And so far, the feedback's been positive, but I do have a little bit more work to go. So I'm going to say by the end of January this month, I will have a playable MSU pack available on gomodepodcast.com that you can download. Um, and I, I might push that back a little bit, but I'm working really hard on it. And I can't wait for everybody to play it and hear it free of charge. By the way, you're just going to be able to have it. I'm not like charging or anything. So uh, just stay tuned on that. There will be more. Sorry, last thing on this. Once the MSU pack is out, I'll be working on trying to like upload it to Spotify um, so that you can listen there because that's how I listen to music. So I want it to be up there. So, uh, And finally, one more thing because uh, you're not going to hear from me at the end of the episode. Uh, I did want to read an email that we got because it's super short. This one is from Keith, and uh, it reads... Hello, I love the show and have been binging it from the beginning. I'm around episode 35 already. 
It is a history lesson in itself. I'm a fan of the rando, but haven't had time to play. Thanks, Keith. P.S. I listen on Spotify and it let me leave a five star rating, which feels new for them. So first of all, thanks for listening, Keith. Glad you're enjoying the binge. And second of all, I looked into it and Keith is exactly right. Spotify does allow you to leave ratings for podcasts as of like just a few weeks ago. And what's kind of cool about it is you can only leave a rating if you've listened to a couple of the show's episodes. So if you listen to the show on Spotify, please do us a big favor. Leave us a five star rating there. Your time has come. You've heard us beg people that listen on Apple iTunes podcasts to rate us. Now it's finally your turn. So again, thank you, Keith. And thank you to you, listener, for listening and rating. And with that, it is time to start our feature as Herfy Durfy brings you a chat with Big Dunka in a continuation of our Kakariko Tavern Convo series with a discussion of the ALT TPR ladder. Enjoy. All right. Hello and welcome, everybody, to a very special episode 90 of the Go Mode podcast. Uh, today, it's only going to be me as your host, Herf. Uh, and I have an extremely special guest with me, as you might have seen from the title. I am here today with my fellow admin and founder of The Ladder, Big Danka. How are you doing, Danka? Doing great, Herfie. It's Thursday awesome. afternoon on a holiday weekend. Can't ask for anything more. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, I'm going to start this off with the probably most important question of this whole episode, which is what are we drinking today? Okay, so this will be unofficially sponsored by Bartesian. Um, That's my Bartesian drink maker. Um, I made two doubles that I've got sitting in front of me. Mm -hmm. I've got a a mango margarita. I'm sorry, no, that mango. This is the passion fruit margarita, which is phenomenal. Um, And then uh, the second one that I made, which is also sitting in front of me, is a lemon drop. Uh, which is just tart, lemons, lemon and vodka. It's fantastic. Sounds great. Uh, I'm a lot unfancier. I grabbed my vodka bottle out of the freezer and I added some Coke Zero. And now I'm drinking a vodka Coke, which is, you know, as I said, decidedly unfancier, but does the job. Just but fine. still delicious. It's it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. And uh, I might actually need a refill soon because I started a bit early. That's why I made two. Uh, no problem. I've got everything here. I need to just hope the vodka doesn't get too warm while it stands here at my desk, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see about that. So anyways, we've, we've come together here. I've been planning this for a while. We've talked about this a couple of times. I've been bothered and bugged by my fellow co-hosts to finally do this ever since Dante did this with uh, his fellow league admins. And uh, finally, we've gotten together. I, I take full responsibility for it taking so long. You were more than cooperative and, and uh, happy to join this. I was just a lazy man, as I always am. All good. But um, we're, we're finally here to, to talk about the ladder. And I thought uh, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here for a start. I thought it might be interesting for the people. I know the answer to most of these, but... I thought it might be interesting for the people to know about the person Big Dunka first before we start talking about the ladder. What, okay. what do you are you a gamer? Do you play a lot? What do you play besides Rando? Where what's your background? You know, how did you get to all of this? How did you and then we can kind of segue into how did you come up with the idea for the ladder and how did it all start? Sure, sure. Um, well, I'm a 41 year old developer. Um, I've been I've uh, been developing professionally since my late twenties. Uh-huh. Uh, my, uh, I actually got started with this when I was a kid, when I was six, uh, oh, was nice. the first experience with development. That was with an old, uh, Tandy Coco 
color uh, color computer two oh, uh, that my dad had purchased uh, when mm-hmm. I was six, and I worked a little bit in Coco Basic when I was a kid, and it just it never it never left me. So um, that was that's kind of how things got going. I did some uh, independent stuff in my teens into twenties, uh, kind of just on my own just to pass the time and. It's something that just never, never quite left. And when I got the opportunity to do it professionally, I stepped into it. It's been 13 or 14 years this day. Yeah. So it's, I'm on my 14th year now. So, um, right. so yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's that type of thing where my professional background comes from. Uh, obviously I've been, I've been gaming since I was a kid. Um, it's never left me. I, I actually have a BA in game software development. I just have no use for it because I live in Chicago and there's mm. no gaming companies in Chicago. So yeah, um, Midway shut down like 10 years ago and that was the only other one. So, um, so yeah, no, I do gaming on the side. I don't do a lot anymore. Um, I do some MMO gaming. Uh, you know, I used to, I used to play a lot of wow. I, I do play, I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 since uh, the beta relaunch in Realm Reborn. So that would have been, what, it's been, oh boy, almost, 10, been almost 10 yeah. years now. Or yeah, that's been that. a while. Eh, maybe eight or nine years, <laughs> whenever it was. Um, I, I do that on and off. Uh, unfortunately, MMOs have kind of ruined casual gaming for me. Um, <laughs> I don't do a lot of it anymore because of it. Um, uh, so yeah, I do a little bit of competitive stuff and I've got an insane steam library, which I don't open up very often. Yeah. It's probably also worth mentioning that you're, uh, also a family man. You're happily yeah. married and you have at least one kid that I know of. I think yes. you have more than one. Yeah. Well, I have one, one kid that's mine. Um, mm-hmm. so my wife and I, we've been married now. We've been together for, uh, what year is this again? So it's been a, almost 12 years. Okay. Um, we've been, this is our 10th anniversary is coming up next year. And, uh, um, I have one kid of my own. He's uh, he actually turns 21 in a week. Oh, um, nice. Next Thursday, he turns 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have two uh, stepkids, uh, 24 and 28. I'm going to I'm going to get. Yeah, no, no. She just turned. She just turned 29. She just turned 29. Okay. So, nice. oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. She just turned 28. I apologize. She just turned All 28. Right. So and they're, they're not, you know, young kids anymore. No, they're no, basically no. My, out of the house. My, oh no. Yeah. We, uh, my son moved out when he lived with us. Uh, and when he turned 18 and graduated, he left literally the day he graduated. Um, <laughs> it was his choice, not mine. His choice, the, not the mine. The dream for all parents. Yeah, so we've been empty nesters for the last three, three or four years now, and it's been fantastic. Um, oh yeah, I can imagine. And then, yeah, and then we do, and this is the joke going around. I, I do have a grandkid. Um, my my stepdaughter does have a two and a half year old, and she turns three coming up this. So yes, I am a I'm a grandpa. Um, grandpa Dunka. Yeah, yeah. I'm only forty one. So know, you're only a year older than me. I don't think it's even a full year. Yeah. So well, I turned, yeah, I turned 42 in, in, in August. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, no, it's a family, family's good. And we're, we, we get to experience the, the good parts of it because we're, again, we're empty nesters. We, we're not obviously not going to have any more kids. And, mm-hmm. um, now it's just the two of us living in our house and we get to have our things our way. And if I don't want to wear pants in the house, I don't need to wear pants in the house. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it should be. I can totally relate to that for mm-hmm. sure. So, all right, we've learned a little bit about Big Dunk of the Person. So how did you come up with the idea of the ladder? What was your like 
ignition spark to be like, I figured this could work. Yeah. So um, I was on, I was voted on to council uh, in season three of council, season two of council. I can't remember which council iteration it was. It was the second or the it third. Was, yeah. It was very early on. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. I was only, I was a one termer, um, mm-hmm. which we'll probably actually get into that later. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I was only a one termer. Uh, but during that time, uh, we only really had one main goal, and that was voting on glitches and stuff, uh, which uh, that was kind of the main drive of that six month term. But during that period, during the downtime, I had thrown out to the council a couple of times about reworking SRL rankings because mm-hmm. they were they're stupidly out of date. Uh, there's only one person in this world that was still reaping in the rewards, and that was uh, D Will. Um, <laughs> our good friend D. Will, D. Will, who some of you guys know, what we're talking about because uh, back then SRL racing was it; it was all we had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my, I was throwing it ideas, 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 and they were more or less falling on deaf ears. So on the, I, I kind of just took things into my own, and I put a, I started putting down ideas on a document and adjusting things and making a rule set, and that's when. I came up with the whole, oh, let's do it. If we do it 1v1, we can we have more flexibility on what we can do. And we have more options in regards for rankings. And that's kind of at that point, I think I had a, a baseline set and passed it around to people that I trust to read it. Mm-hmm. Got some good thumbs up, made the Discord server, spent about two or three weeks initial development, getting the bot, the website, everything up and running. Um, and then we had uh, season zero, which was roughly what six to eight weeks of testing, and then we just launched right into it. We dropped we dropped the the link in the public Discord. That's like here it is, come get it. Mm-hmm. And we just we burned through season zero with pretty good results, I think. And then it just kind of took off from there. It's um, you know it, it, it's again we'll probably get into this a little bit, but um, you know that that was kind of that was the the baseline for how everything started. And then just it kind of snowballed into where we're at now, which is a very, very comfortable and thriving environment. Yeah, it's working out really well. I mean, if you, it, it looked very successful right from the beginning, there was a lot of interest and people seemed to really enjoy it and everything. But if you had told me back then that it would still be running this successfully and basically be in sort of an evergreen and I, I guess some people would even call it the main mode of like non-tournament racing these days is probably a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, there are, thankfully I'm glad that there are still some like the, the SG dailies are still running the bigger races for those. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, like the weekly open is still going on Sundays and those are, those are good. I mean, they have great big races serve a purpose. And I know a lot of people that like big races and I think it's, it's good that we're having, we have an environment where, um, you know, we can run five or six ladder races a day on a mm-hmm. schedule. Everybody knows when it's going to start, you know, uh, roughly when it's going to finish. You have, you know, perfect understanding of what you're getting into. And then on the side, if you want to do a scheduled big race, go ahead and do it. It's it's we don't, it, I cannot stress this. And we talked about this the last time we did this. This is not meant to be competition mm-hmm. um, between the two. I think there's plenty of space for for that and pick up races and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I would agree. I mean, we have when, you know, 
when you want to run things competitively and you know where things are at, we're, we're probably the go-to to go, you know, outside of tournaments. So, mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll come back to the big races versus ladder races in a little bit. But first, I thought while we're at the beginning of the whole ladder thing, it might be a good opportunity to lift the veil a little bit, I suppose, <laughs> uh, on how I managed to get involved in the whole thing and what my yeah. actual job is and how everything worked out. So. I feel like people often think that I have a lot more power than I actually do. <laughs> but to to just tell the story a little bit, I saw the ladder being made and Dunka shopping the idea around and getting a lot of good feedback. And I really liked the idea of it as well. And uh, I jokingly told him on another Discord that uh, I love to be an admin as well just mainly because i wanted a different colored name was really (laughs) my main reason i saw you up there all alone in your orange and i was like come on i i can fit up there that's not a problem so i i more or less jokingly asked you if i could be an admin as well but then after we talked a little bit we figured out it might actually be extremely beneficial to have someone on the american time zone and someone on the eu time zone basically cover all our bases as much as we can if any problems should arise yeah yeah and that, and that's a that's a that's exactly how i remember it too and it was it was kind of one of those things it's like yeah i could use somebody to to cover this because when i when it first launched i still mm-hmm. had all of my notifications up for like mm-hmm. uh for like race notifications and i would go to sleep at night and if um, the first thing I do when I wake up is I pull my phone up and I look to make mm-hmm. sure everything ran okay overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was a, a big piece of paranoia for the first couple of seasons just yeah, to make sure nothing broke. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, and having you there to cover, I mean, we cover almost the entire schedule for the most part. There's a little bit of maybe a gap or two where, you know, neither one of us is available, but mm-hmm. um even though you can't do some of the things that I can do because of the way the bot works, um, which I would love to give you access to this one of these days. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean, we can, at least we cover all of our bases where we can control the discord and at least we can alert users. If there's something going wrong, sorry, mm-hmm. we'll get a fix. I mean, that just happened just a couple of weeks, a week ago. So, um, you know, we still, what, 11 seasons, almost 11 seasons in, we still occasionally run into a little bit of an issue and, um, you know, we had, you, you were there at least to, to address people immediately. And I jumped in and, you know, we, we got it cleared up a couple hours later and everything was great. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's really important. And even though, as you said, I can't really do a lot except be someone official to say something, uh, it, it's still extremely helpful <clears throat> to not just have a bunch of confused people who thought their race would start and they haven't gotten any seats yeah. and nobody knows what the heck is going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, there are ba- some basic issues you can still handle. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. commands in there that you can run. Um, and yeah, I can, yeah. I can do a few things, but mostly the problems that have cropped up ever since you've ironed out the biggest bugs is that the bot crashes for yeah. some reason. I feel like that's like the main problem that still happens if anything goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. And, we, and we, it's rare, but it still happens. It's very rare, thankfully. But uh, there's not much I can do except for ping you and be like, hey, the bot crashed. Sorry. Can't well, really yeah. do anything. But don't don't sell yourself short. I bounce a lot of ideas off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's again, I'm sure that's something we'll get into later. But that's that is very beneficial 
of just running ideas past, uh, especially when it comes to modes and such. So um, that's yeah, absolutely. I, I think we we have a great team going on here uh, with us too. It might seem like too few people, especially if you're used to a tournament setting where there's like five admins and ten mods and twenty different mods and God knows what else. But uh, as you were kind of talking about earlier now that things are mostly ironed out, it's kind of self-sustaining mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, that was the it, whole goal. Is let mm-hmm. it run. I, I do remember that being your stated goal, like pretty much from the beginning. You were like, well, once we've got this all set up and all the uh, kinks ironed out and everything, mm-hmm. this should pretty much run itself. And I mean, if you look at it, it pretty much does, except yeah. for the very, very occasional hiccup that still happens here and there. Yep. Yeah, we joke about Lazy Kid being self-sustained, but he is basically running on his own in there. Um, <laughs> so he, he certainly is. Yeah. 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 So uh, he does. He does his job. He does his job, thankfully, for most of the time. And the very, very few hitches that still happen usually get resolved very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think if you if you looked at stats, I don't think anyone has ever made that stat. But if you look at the stats for stuff like how many races had to be moved to the end of the season mm-hmm. because of some technical hiccup from the start to now, the number must have gone down continuously, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had um, the first season, we had a couple um I think for the first two or three seasons, we had one or two a year or one or two mm-hmm. a season. Um, mm-hmm. Like this season, we have one so far. I mean, we're almost at the end of the season, so there should be another one. Mm-hmm. Um, we ran into an issue in season, I'm going to say season five or six with mystery races because yeah. we changed the way that mystery, the API was being called. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an issue between our side and the other bot that she'll rename nameless where we actually get the <laughs> seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the modes from, for those that aren't aware, we actually, we, we ping Sahabot to get the modes. Um, yeah. that, that's how we get the mo- the actual flag sets for it. And we do that so that we can keep all the, so that if you roll your own, it's literally coming from the same source. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple issues with that that got, uh, needed some addressing, but, uh, beyond that, maybe, one a year, or, or I'm sorry, one a season, I would say it's it's on average, maybe. If you average them out, it's maybe like half a race a season. So it's like one every other season, we have a race that has to be postponed. Yeah, so. it's really not that much. And I, I think, you know, as I said, um, the most of the crashes, as seldom as they are nowadays, come from stuff that has either never happened before, like some weird edge case that just, you know, never showed up. And when it finally yep. shows up, it crashes the bot and it's immediately fixed. And there we go. Or... Uh, something that we've thankfully not had for a while, but every now and again, Discord decides to do weird API changes for no reason. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that can really mess with the bot. Yeah, that and that was that was one thing. I mean, we lost a couple of races that one season because of uh-huh. that. Um, that was a that was an upgrade. We they, they forced an API change and I had no idea. And then I woke up to it and it's like, well, nothing works. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thankfully we, we only missed two races for that and we got, it got sorted out. But, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, and you kind of hit it. Most of the issues we do run into our discord related. Um, mm-hmm. that's the only reason the bot crashes is because we yeah. had an API failure of some sort or some interaction with discord users or, um, something like that. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, that's really all that can fail at this point. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, that's kind of how we started out with the letter, how I got on board, uh, what I do usually, what you do usually. Uh, things are pretty self-sustained. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about the invitationals. We currently have one going on. We already had one successfully finished. Mm -hmm. Uh, you had that idea a while ago. I think it's totally awesome. And I think people have received it very well as well. Yeah, I, I think they've been they've been a big hit. I mean, we we don't we're not necessarily getting a, a larger influx of users uh, for like this one with the casual boots. Um, mm -hmm. we, we're getting about the same users per race as we did previously. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, it's 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 tapered off a little bit towards the end of the season, which is a side effect of doing something competitive where we have a cut line because yeah. some of those users high up or in the, the mid to high are not racing right now because they don't want to lose the rank, mm -hmm. um, which is unfortunately a side effect. Um, it's actually something that you and I will need to talk about here going forward. I think I want to make a couple of changes to a few things so that oh, we can okay. get around this. We'll, we'll chat about it later. Um, you, you probably also have on the other spectrum uh, or, or on the other side of the spectrum, rather, uh, a couple of people who are so far below the cutoff point that they're like, all right, it's not really worth yeah. trying anymore. Yeah. And you still mm -hmm. and you have people that join with no intention of even doing, you know, mm -hmm. we had we had last last season, we did have one that made top 16 that declined. Um, okay. like I've raced a few just because it was casual boots and I, I obviously I wouldn't take an invite, but you know, I raced a few and it's like, oh yeah, I mean, it's cause I like racing the mode and, um, I mean, but yeah. I would have no intention of doing it. it's everybody can still race these. Um, exactly. That's the, that, that's the yeah. big important point. I think people can still race these casually without any intention of joining yeah. the invitational or making it to the top 16 or whatever. If you right. like casual boots, just race a race. Yeah the, yeah, the only difference is the pairings are a little bit skewed in comparison mm -hmm. to the other one because we don't use any global rankings for anything. It's all self-contained. That mm -hmm. first race of the season is 100% random on pairings because of it. So, um, so yeah, you could get a pairing that you would not get in a non-imitational mode uh, early on in the season because of that. And that's just, it is what it is. We want to we start with a clean slate because we are putting you know, incentive into you know, into placing well, and we don't want, we, we want everybody to be at the exact same starting point going into the season or getting, you know, when we start the season for, for an invitational, let mm -hmm. it go the full 50 races. It's plenty of races to get, you know, to get in there, to, to iron things out. And obviously if you look at the rankings for both the veterans and the casual boots, the mm -hmm. 16 people that are up there, there's no surprise. Yeah, um, it really not yeah, too much. It's like, oh there. yes, I know all of these people. So <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, it, it it's it does, I mean it works, it totally works, and mm -hmm. it it just gives a little of incentive, plus we do get to do something we do not normally get to do, which is we get to run the the actual invitational itself, which is small but very exciting. Um this season's for the casual boots, we do expect to do a, a, some more restreams. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually, that's my, that's my homework for next week is to get the shared tracker, uh, finalized with the changes I need to make, um, mm -hmm. getting a restream set up ready. And so that we can get three, four, five, six matches out, um, maybe more, you know, just depending on timing and who's available to do them. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that's my goal. That's my, I, I want to get some of these out there and, um, you know, it, it's, it's promotes, our product as well. Um, you know, it shows yeah, people think, what's going on and yeah. I think it's really, it's really cool that we're finally getting an opportunity because obviously normally in, in the normal modus operandi for, for the ladder, 
we can't restream anything because nobody knows their opponent. That's exactly. kind of the whole gimmick of the ladder, right? Exactly. So there's no chance you can restream anything yeah. unless you restream the VODs after the fact. You know, if you do, if you want to do like a post race restream, sure, but it's yeah. never going to be the same. Yeah, yeah, and that's un, you know, I had some brainstorms of putting up like. I could theoretically set up a rotating stream on the, the ALT2BR ladder Twitch channel of mm -hmm. ladder races and just filter through, but we, in no circumstance could we show like multiple people on the screen at the same time yeah, because exactly. you'd be able to tell very, very soon who's doing what and that defeats the purpose. It's not, you know, the mystery opponent is far from perfect. It's a not far from perfect system, but it at least puts in enough of a deterrent that mm -hmm. makes it more difficult to actually do it and it also from our end kind of makes it easier to track when people are skirting the rules and stuff like that so mm -hmm. um so yeah it, it, there's a good reason for for everything that we do like that and um and yeah like with the imitational it gives us an opportunity to to kind of get it out there more than just random browsing twitch for different streams which is what mm -hmm. people do now yeah for sure um, all right, let me go back a whole lot of steps here uh, and get back to something that I said we'd get back to eventually mm -hmm. anyways. Um, big races versus lighter races. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this when you were first a guest on the podcast as well, but I feel like it's still a topic that's interesting to, to approach and to talk about a little bit. Um, I know that for most of the people i would say or a lot of the people the ladder is uh, a pretty welcome thing and they really enjoy it and nobody has any ill will to it towards it but i also know there's at least a segment of the community that kind of bemoans the the death to so to speak of yeah. big races like they say the ladder has kind of killed off big races. There's still the dailies, but they're not very populated. You know, there's not a lot of people playing. And then there's like very community specific stuff. Like I think Koi hosts a community race. And then there's a couple other people that host community races that mm -hmm. are a little bit bigger and stuff. What, what's your take on this? I think you touched on this a little bit earlier already, but do you... Do you agree with that? Do you like it was never your intention? Let's make this clear yes. again first. It was obviously never your intention to kill big races. And as you said earlier, it was never meant as a competition to big races or to other tournaments or to anything. It was just another way to enjoy racing a link to the past randomizer. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we're credited for killing off SRL basically, <laughs> um, which yeah, was obviously not the intention. Um, mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I, I obviously in the, I'm going to call it the golden years of Rando, which is like two, 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would, you, you go on the, uh, you go on the discord and say, Hey, you want to do a race? Three, four mm -hmm. people stand up, say, yeah, let's do a race. And it fires on SRL and you're waiting on IRC for people to check in. And, um, you know, you get races, four, five, six people. That's great. And then you get the weeklies. I mean, those weeklies, when they were at their their height, mm -hmm. 50, 80, we had 100 at some point on those oh, weeklies, yeah, on Saturday and Sunday weeklies. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's that doesn't happen with qualifiers anymore. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, that's kind of the glory years, uh, where it's like, this is when it, we are at the peak. And then, but if you look at after that late 2018 into 2019, mm -hmm. the, that wasn't happening anyway. 
and the races that were firing were two people, maybe Mm -hmm. three. Um, So I I think people kind of miss that because there's a lot of people that race now that did not race back there anyway. So they don't even they don't know this. Like they don't Mm -hmm. understand that. Yeah. Participation in races wasn't good anyway at that point outside Mm -hmm. of big tournaments and the weekly. So um, the fact that that basically got they got killed and migrated over to this is it, it didn't change a lot. Now, when it comes to other people hosting community races and stuff like that, that's fantastic. Again, the SG dailies that are running right now, I follow those because mm-hmm. I like seeing who's, who's how many people are in these, what you, this is probably going to be one of the things that we get into when we do Q and a is I pay very close attention to what modes are in the SG dailies and how much participation are in these mm-hmm. dailies. So mm-hmm. if there's a, uh, there was inverted keys was just the other day and I saw there was like 12 or 13 people in that's like, that's fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. that shows me that there's still interest for a mode like that. Yeah. Um, so the fact that people are still running these dailies is, is great. It, it has a place um, outside of qualifiers, which is a different topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still has a good place. And I highly, highly, highly recommend if there's if there's somebody out there or a group of people that say, well, I could do this and do this once, twice, three times a week event where people are where these big races are formed and it does this and that is that and it's structured and it works. Please go for it. Never, never think that you're stepping on the toes of what we do or what Mm -hmm. SG does or anything like that. Please. I mean, more is better in this case. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And we trust we won't feel bad. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, again, big race. I like big races. I think big races have got a lot of pros and they've got a lot of cons, just like one V one has got a lot of pros and a lot of cons. Mm -hmm. Um, but big races have a a very important purpose outside of qualifiers. So more, more in this case, more is better. It's not, is not in any way, shape or form meant to be any sort of direct competition between what we do and what anybody else does. Um, We've been successful. And that doesn't mean that somebody else couldn't be just as successful or more successful doing something completely different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you look at the league, that's another community driven Mm -hmm. idea that someone came up with and it's going strong and it's continuing strong and people are loving it. And, you know, the letter isn't much different from that. So league season one was 16 teams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So look and look where it is now. I mean, that's just. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, just, that's success. Just think back to the signups for a league and how quickly it all filled up and people were mad that they oh, couldn't that, get in. And that all was that the stuff. year of 32 season two, wasn't it? And then it was 32 mm, teams so, yeah. and it filled up in like two minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah. you know, people are loving it. And as you said, more is better. The more choices yeah. people have, the more people and are going to enjoy themselves. It is such a completely different structure from what we do. And mm-hmm. it is just or even more successful from what we do. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, they're not they don't run 24 seven. So their success is more focused in the three months that it's active where ours is on a daily basis and it goes up and fluctuates, comes mm-hmm. back down. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that come into our participation. But um, yeah, I mean, that that's that's a perfect excuse. And then, you know, you got league a couple of months out of the year, you get tournaments a couple of months out of the year. 
It's a lot of space between those for somebody to step in and say, let's, could we try this and see if it works? And if it, it works great, if it fails, so what? It, yeah, it's, it's, you don't People, never, never feel bad about your idea failing. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not, not the end of the world. It means you tried and try something different. Make, find out what went wrong. You can adjust or, or just say, eh, so what? We'll do something else. Yeah, exactly. If you never try, it's never going to succeed. Exactly. You have zero percent chance of succeeding if you just sit on it and don't do anything with it. So go yep. ahead. And if you have an idea, why not give it a shot? Yep. And I'm sure, you know, if you if the problem is technical hurdles, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the community that are willing to help you out if you message them. If you have a bot problem, I'm sure Sinek or Dunka or really anyone who has ever run a bot will be able to help you and will be happy to do so. So, yeah, you know, I, I've shared I've shared lazy kids code with people. So mm-hmm. um, when they've asked for it, I just I give them I don't give them the whole thing, obviously, because there there are things in there that I don't want to share. Yeah, um, of course. But but I've given them the, the base model of it. It's mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. All right. So for the next point that I have in my head before maybe we get into this Q&A that you sent out to our wonderful ladder players, uh, I kind of want to lump these together a little bit because it's sort of the same idea, even though the people are maybe different. But let's talk about a, uh, the, I guess the, the general topic is the secret sauce that we have and that we're not going to reveal on this podcast even if you hope for it it's not going to happen the secret sauce <laughs> will forever stay secret i don't think even i know the secret sauce and if I've, I told do, you. I've already i have I told think you. I've already yeah you okay then i've already forgotten yeah it. but you know the thing is it's the secret sauce and it's staying secret but what i want to get at with is a um the reception of the people and the general criticisms that we get about the secret sauce and the matchmaking and everything Mm -hmm. that is and at the same time the problems that we faced with it in the form of cheaters or people trying to trick the system because earlier we talked about the whole gimmick being you don't know your opponent and we have had some issues with people circumventing that either you know willingly or not so willingly but more ignorantly if that makes sense so, yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's get into that a little bit. Sure. What, what have we experienced so far in people trying to cheat our little system that we've got going here? Yeah. So in regards to the sauce, um, I mean, we've gone through I think I've done gone through four iterations, maybe five iterations of the of the sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that started very basic and I've expanded on it a lot. Um, we've been running off of the current version for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no intention of changing it at this point. I think it works as it, it, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it is really good. Um, it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. When, when I go back. Okay. So I'm going to lump two pieces of this here. You mentioned the criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, so occasionally, and, and, and I'm just going to warn everybody in advance right now. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to call anybody out directly, but mm-hmm. I will reference situations that I've heard about. Oh, sure. And I've been drinking. So this is the filter's gone already. I'm already finished with the first and I'm in my second double. So same. Um, So we hear the criticism when people complain about this on like on their stream, like like I somebody let's say it's I'm just again, I'm just ballparking here. But let's just say somebody's got the ping notification on. So they'll they'll be alerted when they've lost. A lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. And they go and they finish their, they, they're halfway, they're climbing GT, let's say, or they're just about, you know, they're like 10 minutes out 
and they mm-hmm. get a ping and they're like, my opponent's done already. And they go look and see who it is and they forfeit and they look and see who it is. And the next thing out of the mouth was, oh, my God, it's the worst thing ever. How could I ever be paired against that person? Mm-hmm. So we hear this at the same time. It, occasionally, when I hear complaints about this, I will jump on. I log every pairing and I mm-hmm. log it by um this is not new. I've talked about this in the past. The way that we work, the way the pairings work is we effectively, we give every, every racer, so there's 20 people in a race. We use different pieces of the rankings from different sections of the rankings mm-hmm. um, to make a base ranking. And that base ranking is one through 20. So it's the mm-hmm. number one all the way down to 20. Um, and if there's tie, we randomize the ties. So you have one through 20 and then we take the first player on the list and there is a pool of possible participants and it can be anywhere. And I think I've mentioned this, it's not new is between two and six. Mm -hmm. Uh, We never go above six and we never go below two. So there's always at least two potential opponents on smaller races, bigger races. And this is, it's variable depending on how many people are in it can go all the way up to six. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do something that picks one of them. It is not completely random. There are there are calculations that go into place to try to get these paired up as evenly as possible with some variance. We need to have a little bit of fuzzy logic in there because mm-hmm. otherwise it's always just going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, and nobody wants that. Yeah, um, and everyone can exactly tell who's going to run exactly. against as soon yeah. as they see who, who else is playing in the race. Exactly. So obviously you have to obfuscate that a little exactly. bit. So I output all of the pairings based off the base ranking. So when I hear a complaint like this, the paranoia in my brain is like, maybe I'm wrong. And I go Mm -hmm. look it up and I'm like, oh, and I'm not going to lie to you more times than not. The base ranking of the person that is complaining is higher than the base ranking of the person that they lost. (laughs) It happens all the time. It's like nine times out of 10. I'm looking. It's like, oh, well, (laughs) I'm not too surprised. There's uh, two things that I want to mention to this that uh, you you can tell me if I'm wrong or right on this. But I think the two big problems here are uh, or the first thing that I want to mention, not a problem. The first thing I want to mention is this is the secret sauce that we're talking about earlier. And we know it might not seem like it to you in the moment, but we have definitive proof over the last, I don't know, 16 or something seasons that we're in now. It works. 11. This is 11. We're okay. finishing 10. We're going into 11. Close enough. Yeah, close, close enough. enough. Uh, but uh, we have proof that it works and Dunka has refined it and it works better than it ever has. And it's great. The second thing that I want to mention, and this is a problem I think a lot of people ignore, is the size of the race matters a lot. Yes. Because even if you think you shouldn't have ever been matched with that person that you were matched with, if he mm-hmm. is the only opponent that is in your range that Dunka just explained, that, that's just what it's going to match you up with because there's no other choice. You're either going to have an even harder opponent or an opponent that's so far below you that it would be unfair to that opponent. So yeah. well, you have to take everything into account. Yeah. And you, and you, you pick up on a huge P it, it's, I'm going to, I'm not going to say it's a flaw, but mm-hmm. it is a, it's a, it's a statistical problem, which is on the smallest races. Let's say it's a race of six people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I already stated just a bit, the, the smallest pool you can have is two. You're always mm-hmm. going to have two. So let's say you're the number one player. And if you just take, you can you look at the rankings, the base rankings of like globals. It'll tell you an idea. If you have one person that is so far up and then the other five are kind of mid to bottom. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get that per first person. We can't ignore that. Yeah, um, obviously. And the same, the same purpose. Let's say there's two really high and then four really low. Mm-hmm. One and two are more likely than not going to get paired. But mm-hmm. because the pool has to be at least two, except for the last pairing, which is paired off, mm-hmm. one is going to play two or three. Now, there is if there's a huge gap between the base rankings on two and three, the chances of getting ranked against, uh, matched against two is much, much higher. Mm-hmm. It's not zero. And yeah. so if you pair one versus three in that situation and then two who's also high gets paired against four, five, or six, then you have two disproportionately ranked races. Um, and then one, the last race would be pretty much even. It's one of those things. It's not a flaw in the system. It's, it's a required evil to, so that we can, so that there is some variance mm-hmm. more times than then, not, it's going to come one, two, and then, <clears throat> you know, you're going to get grouped against a person, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that, if, if there's, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's kind of a, an outlier case that does not happen anymore in that yeah. situation, but it can happen. And it's yeah. just a necessary evil. We need to have it in the system for some sort of, some sort of randomization so that it's not just one, two, three, four. Yeah. And as you say, there's just no way around it. If nope. there is a race that's very small and has a very high ranked player in it compared to the other people, we can't just not give the high ranked player a matchup and say, "Oh, sorry, you're too yeah. high ranked to play in this match." Yeah, that's it's, you know that that's not that's not how it's working, and that's not how it's gonna work. Right. It's a necessity built into a system with set rules. We made the rule that says rankings are secret, and they have to be paired off one v one with those mm-hmm. two restrictions in place because of the structure. This is how we have to do it. So, does mm-hmm. it happen? Yes. Doesn't happen often. Less now than it did before. I'll say that this happened more frequently through season eight and -hmm. then season nine and 10. It happened much, much less frequently because of the last change that I made to the, to the sauce. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I want to mention in regards to all of this is uh, if it's the first couple of races of a season, you need to take into account that your rankings have been reset. There is a global ranking and yes, it's being taken into account, but you know, that's the secret sauce. It's probably not taken into account as much as you think it is. And it is taken into account just the right amount because at the beginning of a season, you can't know who's better or worse. Yeah. And this is, and this is an incredibly interesting point to go off this. Let's say you've got a person, uh, I'm going to use myself for an example. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use myself as an example. Let's say, for instance, that um, I don't even know what my ranking is. I don't pay attention to it. Um, whatever mm-hmm. my ranking is. Let's say it's, let's say it's 8 million. Mm-hmm. Let's say my global ranking is 8 million. Mm-hmm. And a new, uh, we pull a new mode in. Let's, let's, let's go back two seasons. Let's say Rentrits just came out. And anybody mm-hmm. that knows me knows I am ridiculously bad at entrance. Mm-hmm. And I joined an entrance race. Well, my global ranking is at 2 million. Mm-hmm. But I'm horrible at entrance. But because my the, the pairing system can't know that, 
It thinks that I am a ranking member of 2 million and the next person on the list is at 1800. <laughs> so it thinks that I should be placed really high when in reality, I'm the, I'm going to just get destroyed in an entrance race. Mm-hmm. That is why we do separation between modes and the, the ranking. And again, this is not new. I've told, set, talked about this in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. We use three rankings when we make our, to, to make our base ranking. We use the lifetime global, which is mm-hmm. every race non-invitational that is, you've ever ran on ladder. We use the seasonal, uh, or I'm sorry, we use the lifetime mode. This is very mm-hmm. important for evergreen modes. So like casual boots, cross keys, and all those. Mm-hmm. But the majority of this number comes out of the seasonal mode. So this is the individual mode. And at the very beginning of the season, everybody's got 1600. Mm-hmm. So yes, the, the reason that we do this is to nudge people in the right direction because we have to line them up one through whatever. So we try to take a little bits and pieces from other rankings to nudge them under the assumption that you, if you are good in all these other modes, you're probably good at this mode too. Doesn't mm-hmm. always, exactly. not always accurate, but it's usually pretty accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, and, there's yeah. a lot of transfer between the modes. Not yeah. all of them, obviously, but there is. Yeah, so that pushes these people to the higher end and then the people that have the lower globals down to the lower end. And then we shuffle that way and it, and it evens out. And you, again, you can get a few matches in the beginning of the season that are a little less, you know, where they're going to end up, but it doesn't mean that it's inaccurate. Yeah. And it's never going to be extremely skewed to one side. You know, even uh-huh. if one player is like the best player in the world yep. and the other person is the worst random yeah. player, they're not going to get matched. It's up. never going to happen unless again, in the imitational setting where it's the first race of the season, and exactly. everything is completely randomized and that that can mm-hmm. happen. It, it has happened. It happened. Uh, was it this season or I think it was no, it was this season where we had a couple of really disproportionate races in the beginning of the season. But we warned everybody this was going to happen, that this is possible. So, yeah, exactly. And all that really does is it just goes to show that the way it works in the quote unquote normal ladder yeah. is perfect. It, it works. works just fine. It works. Like because, if you know, yeah. in the invitational, you get those really skewed matchups because we're taking nothing into account and everyone starts on the same thing, just like if ladder just started. Yeah. If you go through the schedule and you just look and, 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 and again, I'm not spoiling anything. People have probably realize this. If you go onto the ladder website, go to the schedule, pull up a random race in the past that has already been completed. If you look in the order that the C, the, 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 the pair offs are, it's top to bottom. You'll notice that the very first matchup on the list, one of those two was ranked one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one was two through five, three, four, five, six, somewhere in that range. You know, depends what, you know, depends where we landed them in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the first racer is always on that top of the list. And if you just read off the pairings, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I pulled up random cross keys because, again, we use ELO for this, which is, you know, it's a it's a, K30, a 32K system. So. The mm-hmm. most the most you could ever lose in a race is 32 points, but on average at 16. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at this one here from this morning. There's what eight eight matchups on this. We had 16 people. We had discrepancies 16, 14, 15, 17, 15, 15, 18, and the biggest discrepancy is 19. So that's yeah. not very different in the global pair the global outlook of the rankings. So 
It really it, isn't. If, if you consider no. that they can could go up to we, 32. Yeah. If you look at the global overall, we have had, I think we had a 30, it was either a 30 or a 31. We mm-hmm. had one time in the lifetime global, it was, it was a forfeited race um, where there was a huge chunk of global lifetime that was lost because it was a, um, it was early on in the season. It was a high ranked versus a low rank on the global lifetime. And mm-hmm. it was an upset. And I think yeah. that person lost, he was a 30 or 31. I don't remember. Um, uh, yeah, it, it can happens. happen. It happens. But, Forfeits you know, happen. Over, over 10 seasons, one time, I yep. think, you know, that, that pretty much speaks for itself. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right. Well, so I think now we're at a good time uh, where we can go into the Q&A that yes. you posted. So um, we've, Danka graciously posted to pretty much everyone in the latter Discord that we will be recording this episode. And if they had any questions for the admin team, uh, to send them in. And uh, we've selected a couple of those that we want to go over for the rest of the episode here. And uh, I'm going to read them out from start to, you know, from the top to the bottom in no particular well, order, just in the order that they came in. Start, And then uh, we, we can just uh, discuss them and talk about them. Yeah, let's start with the, 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 the three or four that we bunched up, the ones that are in yellow. Okay. Um, yeah, um, and cause just because that's, that's probably the, it was the most asked question out of all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, um, go ahead. The, the the general idea of these three questions that we kind of bunched up together into one thing is it's talking about the different modes and how they come to be and how we decide on them and so on and so forth. As an example, I'm just going to read the second one because I think that covers the most bases from what I've read so far. Uh, well, let's see. So uh, someone sent in, how do the more experimental modes like Gold Rush and Ludicrous Speed become ladder modes? What makes an experimental mode more or less likely to become a ladder mode? For example, maybe 2v2 or Plando would be a nightmare to set up, while SMC3R might be out of the scope of an ALTTPR ladder, while Triforce Hunt is a time-tested mode without any bugs to fix. So uh, basically, you know, how how are we deciding for modes? How are we coming up with modes? How do we decide what goes in, what goes out, and so on and so forth? Yeah, yeah. So we we've kind of we we've made the we 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 introduced evergreen modes several seasons ago. These are modes that are the most popular modes that are never going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, open, casual boots, cross keys, and mystery. Um, mm-hmm. Those modes are going to be in every single year. Every once in a while, we will remove one to put in something that is practically equal to it. Um, mm-hmm. Like we've removed open a couple of times uh, to put things in there. Um, but but for the most part, yes, it, these are these evergreen modes are never going to change. We don't want them to change. People like these modes. They're common. So, yeah. So that gives us a couple of spots, mm-hmm. um, two or three. Now, this season coming up is very very special the fact that we are going to a seven a seven race rotation for the first time ever um normally we do six we're going to do seven this year this season we're going to see how it goes out and if it works great we'll probably stick to it so that gives us two or three modes to play around with um so how do we come up with these things a lot of time yeah a lot of times it's brainstorming things that have never been done before um that's Um, a yeah, I just want to cut in here really mm-hmm. quick for um, the modes that are not known modes. So, you know, stuff like, let's say, Ludicrous Speed, I think, was one of your ideas. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Invrosia was obviously one of yep. your ideas. Uh, for most of these modes, Dunka comes up with those and comes to me and says, hey, listen, I've, I, I've thought up this mode and it works like this and this is what you get and this is what you do and this is how it starts and explains it to me and bounces the idea off of me, as he said earlier. And I give my opinion on what I think might work, might not work, what he should change or what he could change. And, you know, we just kind of discuss it and then we open it up to a more public space, I guess, or more friends and family, so to speak, to, to give us our feedback. Yeah. But uh, what I mainly want to say with this is I, I never really come up with any modes, not because I'm not allowed to, but just because I lack in creati creativity, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, Dunka comes up with these modes most of the time or pretty much all the time, I would say, and then bounces the idea off of me. So at best, I have some input on it. But Dunka is really the creative mind behind all the new modes that you've seen in the past. Yeah, so it, that's mostly true. Um, you mentioned, I think there's four or five modes that we've done that are strictly my mm -hmm. my brainchild. Um, yeah. Ambrosia is an interesting one because that is based off of Wayne's Ambrosia mode. Mm -hmm. um, so that one, it, it, we try to get it as similar as we could, but make it inverted. And it worked, you know, came out pretty well. People do enjoy that mode, even though regardless of what Solsky may say. Um <laughs> So uh, that's a good example of taking an existing idea and just changing it a little bit, changing it enough to make it something new while keeping it to something that people do enjoy. Um, uh, Retrance is another really good example of that. Uh, like I know that people have ran, had run retro cross keys in the past. It, it's mm -hmm. something that people have mentioned. And um, that one was particular because I had to run it through people that had more entrance experience than I do. Cause again, I'm horrible at it. Yeah. If you watched the league this year, you'll know why. I, um, I face this problem a lot when you bounce in a new mode off of me where I'm like, I think that sounds good, but I'm so <laughs> bad at the game in general. And especially this kind of yeah. mode that I can't really say much to. Yeah. That. <laughs> Usually if, if I don't know enough about it, I'll run it through people um, that, mm -hmm. that are more experienced in that realm than I am. Um, yeah. Uh, Ludicrous speed. That one's all me. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was an idea I came up with on a fly one day when I was just thinking about something new. Mm -hmm. And I sat down, I went through the customizer, and I did the math about, well, if we did it this way, how many items could we throw in? And I did the math on it, and it came out, as long as I removed the maps and all of the junk, it added up to 216 exactly. And I'm like, that's too <laughs> good not to try. Yeah, that's so perfect. yeah, I ran I ran the mode on my own about 10 times just to get a baseline for it mm -hmm. was sold on it almost immediately. It's like, yeah, I know this isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I think it's going to be fun for people to play. Um, you know, uh, uh, Speed Gaming picked it up almost immediately and ran ran a mode on one of their dailies with it. Oh, um, nice. And yeah, I, I think that one's going to be it'll 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 probably be nice. It'll pay off. Um uh, Gold Rush is another one. Gold Rush is interesting because we actually had run this before. Um, we run the Saturday morning shenanigans run, which some of you guys are familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, we we ran this exact mode uh, on a shenanigans run one day. And mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, some of the other guys enjoyed it. It was very unique. Uh, because of the way the beatable logic works. Um, if we ever run this again, we're probably going to make a tweak to it and make it keys 
um, mm-hmm. just because key sanity beatable logic is much more in depth than normal. Uh, so, so that'll be something in the future we might change if we run it again. Um, but yeah, so this isn't anything interesting with a few exceptions. We usually just run it, you know, we come up with things, we bounce ideas off, uh, each other and other people when we need to branch out and we come up with a mode. Um, yeah, we are, we're uh, very fortunate in that we're both good friends with a lot of the people that are extremely good at certain modes in this game. Yeah. So we we have a good audience of people to bounce ideas off of and give it a first test run and then, you know, come back with feedback and tweak it and make it so it's yeah. really enjoyable for everybody. Yeah, there are a few exceptions. Um, potpourri yeah. is a good example of this. We ran potpourri <laughs> as a that was a that was fun, actually. I, I love doing that. So for those that are not aware, in season seven, we ran potpourri mode that um, I gave everybody a. Uh, once once a day, a poll to vote on one of the flags, whatever one mm-hmm. that went into potpourri. And we ended up with a weird amalgamation of starting items and modes and I and stuff like that. And it was it was it was OK. It was it was a decent success. It wasn't the most popular mode of all time, but we mm-hmm. left that one completely up to the racers. They are the ones that voted for that um, yeah. and they knew what they were getting into. Um, mm-hmm. uh Championships, champion Sardless was another one, not quite as successful. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't too popular. Um, I loved the idea because it was the it was the first time that somebody decided to revert the bow logic to make bows not progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had people had just screamed forever for swordless mode, and then we gave them a swordless mode, and nobody played it. Yeah. Um, so and that's unfortunate that they don't always work. That was that's a good example of when it just didn't work very well. But mm-hmm. we're also not afraid to do things a little bit differently. Um, we are slowly running out of ideas, I think. Um, let's uh, b- before we uh, move on to the yeah. next thing, let's quickly talk about my personal favorite mode, which is grab bag, which is also something yes. that's relatively new. And I'm, uh, you know, despite not being much of a player anymore, I'm so I was so excited when mm-hmm. you told me about this idea. And I think it's such a cool mode and I hope it stays forever. <laughs> yeah. So and we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. in passing. We haven't made any we haven't made any decisions. And this is something that will come up here in a few weeks. Um, by the way, for those that are wondering, we usually plan the modes out about a half to three quarters season in advance. Mm-hmm. So by the end of January, we'll know what season 12 is going to be. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, we usually plan it out at least, you know, a month or two in advance. So we know what's going forward. Um, and then we usually release it between the around the middle of the season. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll probably we'll get into discussion with this here in a couple of weeks. Um, grab bags is an excellent example of a mode that we could kind of bring into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern with grab bag is there's only one concern. So right now we mm-hmm. have grab bag into a four hour mode time slot. Mm-hmm. If the seven mode season is a hit and it works, mm-hmm. we will not have any four mode times four hour mode time slots open. Yeah. That's another thing I wanted to quickly mention. You talked about the switching over to seven modes to six uh, from six modes. Yes. And that's going to happen because we're planning to reduce the maximum allotted times for maybe not each mode, but a couple of the modes. Yeah. 
Uh, because it just seems like two of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, mystery so, and cross keys. Okay, so we're reducing the maximum a lot of times for mystery and cross keys because it just seems like people are finishing those in a lot less time than we have originally allotted. And that way we save two hours, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah, it's technically four. Um, oh, okay. But okay, so the math is weird. We, we run on a 29-hour schedule with a, um, I'm sorry, a 23-hour schedule with a, with a one-hour shift. So mm-hmm. the, the way that this works is if you add up all the time for all the races, we have currently three three-hour modes, that's nine hours, a four-hour mm-hmm. mode, that's 13 hours, and two mm-hmm. five-hour modes, that's 23 hours. Mm-hmm. Got to add six hours to each to total because there's six modes. We have a one hour gap between each finish to the next start. Mm-hmm. So that is 29 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 29 hours in a rotating schedule shifts things roughly for, for uh, I'm sorry, roughly five hours a day. So mm-hmm. it shifts. It randomly goes five hours. Now, because we don't want patterns, there's an additional hour that we stick in at random. We put it yeah. in at, um, I think we've been putting it in at 29 hours of a crude time. That does mm-hmm. not include the, the hour between. So when the way the schedule algorithm works is when I, you, we start at the top of the list, we put open in three hours, mm-hmm. put three into a variable. Then we put cross keys in five, put five into a variable, we're up to eight. We keep incrementing that until we get to 29. As soon mm-hmm. as we get to 29, the next Scheduled time is pushed out an hour. So there's mm-hmm. a two hour gap in that one day and that one time slot. And we do yeah. that so that the times don't pattern. We don't want to pattern, especially on weekends, but it's yeah, any exactly. day of the week. So that mm-hmm. Saturday schedule this week is completely different than Saturday schedule the next week. Right. Um, so everyone gets a chance to play the exactly. mode that they want to play regardless of their time zone. Exactly. And it rotates cleanly. Now we had a problem when we ran season. What season was it? What was spoiler open? Season six? Um, I think it's season six. Yeah, I think so. Um, Where we took two hours away. So we were running a 27-hour schedule. 27 Mm -hmm. hours does not rotate as cleanly as 29 hours. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we had a few patterns in the schedule. Um, When you looked at it, I think when you expanded five or six weeks, we had a couple of patterns. I didn't like that. So we've been very, very reluctant to do any kind of sh- schedule shifts. However, mm-hmm. looking at coming up on the next season, we're introducing spoiler again, this coming up season, which is a two hour mode. Mm-hmm. Take an hour away from, uh, from entrance, take an hour away from mystery. Two hours are sitting right there. That's the seventh mode. All right. So that makes sense. because of that, we're able to add a seventh mode, not take anything away, mm-hmm. but you can see the potential issue is this only works if you have a two-hour mode in the schedule. So, yeah. 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 So this is, there's a lot of math involved in this. I've spent a lot of time going through simulations of schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I run 30 or 40 of these before I come up with a schedule that I like. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned grab bag. We're going back to the grab bag thing. Grab bag is a four-hour time frame. We don't have a four-hour mode in season 11. Yep. So we don't have a spot for grab bag unless this is this is the thing. And this is something we need to talk about. And I'll just say it right (laughs) out out loud. Uh If we remove retrance from the pool, nothing should go over three hours. Yeah, that's a fair point. So Uh, mm -hmm. we've 
you and I've talked about this, about putting grab bag is kind of an evergreen mode, but there are mm-hmm. some caveats and there are some things that would be sacrificed. So we'll, we'll start building the season 12 schedule here in a few weeks. It'll definitely be up for discussion. I don't think we'll make a decision on that. I really want to see how the seven mode schedule works. Mm-hmm. And we won't know that for sure for at least a month. Yeah, so sure. um, we'll see how that goes going forward. And maybe there's some ways that we can trim a little time here and make it still work. And um, yeah, there's a yeah, lot. We'll, it's, it's math. We'll, and we'll math see how hard. it goes and, and where it goes. Yes. We're, we're working on it. And uh, even though it might not, you know, it's not very public facing, but uh, there's definitely stuff going on. Yep. And we'll we'll release our stuff as soon as we have it, basically. Yep. Yeah, I usually uh, can't keep things under wraps. When I've got it set, I usually <laughs> I usually say, yeah, I'll release it in a couple of weeks. And then that night I'm announcing it. Just making an announcement. Yeah, yeah. I, I know how that feels. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It's good to get some input from the people. And even though we're not often influenced by what the general public has to say, because, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't listen to everyone. And uh, there's a couple of choice gifts that we- uh, <laughs> and pictures. Yeah. <laughs> That are yeah. floating around. We, but, li- uh, we hear what you say. We're not always mm-hmm. listening, but we do hear it. Exactly. We're, yeah. we're never ignorant. So, we it, might just not respond. Doesn't mean you shouldn't give your input. There is definitely things that we've heard that we have agreed with and mm-hmm. we follow through with. Just yeah. not everything. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get through <laughs> some more questions yeah. here before our time's up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's start with the first one here. <clears throat> How long do you think the community of competitive ALTTPR will last for? And what plans or changes would you like to see in order to extend the lifespan of this game? It's something uh, I... That's, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, that's not a very ladder-specific question, but right. still interesting to talk about. So uh, let's, let's yep. discuss this. And, and that's exactly what I was going to say. This is less on us. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to keep things as fresh as we can from season to season. It's why we're introducing mm-hmm. new types of modes. This is kind of a developer thing. Now, obviously, the developers, for those who are not aware, they're making V32, which mm-hmm. is a it from the front end, you're not going to notice a ton of difference, but it's a huge change to the back end. They're rewriting all of the logic. It's, so it's massive. It's, yeah. it's insanely massive. It's why it's taken so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in when, like, again, the random person's not even going to notice a difference. Um, mm-hmm. But if you understand the logic, how the fill algorithm works, how it figures out the logic so you don't get broken seeds, um, mm-hmm. it's a massive change. Now, once they finish this and get it out there, I know there are things that developers have in their backlog that they'd like to introduce. Mm-hmm. For example, we have potentially pseudo boots at our disposal right now. Most people don't yeah. know this. Um, uh, but we might, we we might, yeah, we might have pseudo boots at our disposal. That was a mode that was put in that Bonta created. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that we need to, we need to work with the devs. We do work with them to determine what's new, what we can have access to. And this is something that we might be able to access here in the near future. Um, Mm -hmm. so maybe we can start working with those modes. So I think the important thing is don't go stale. So you need change. And if the devs can give us new changes to the base of the of the randomizer, like, let's just face it, inverted changes to make it a better experience. A lot of people don't Mm -hmm. play inverted because of there's a handful of things that make it kind of mad to play, like 
going up Death Mountain in bunny form every <laughs> yeah. every race. You ha- almost have yeah. to do it almost every race. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that, it, it, it people it deters people from playing it. So you know, changing something as simple as moving the old man cave from Light World to Dark World, which is was going to happen in V thirty one, and they couldn't get it in in time. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that makes it. It keeps the it keeps things going, keeps things fresh, and yeah, this is not a ladder question. This is a community question, and unfortunately, we can only do to so much. We are going to run out of ideas, you know, at some point for new modes yeah. and new things, and it's up to the devs really to come up with something new. So, yeah, and I mean, really, just as a personal opinion, I think so far there's really been nothing that's led me to believe that they are slacking on the job no, or that they, no, 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 they no. are running out of ideas you know i think there's still a lot more to come and uh, you know if you've asked me in 2018 or something when i just started out with my random career if i could ever imagine something like inverted mode or retro mode or something like that i would have never imagined that to happen or to be a thing or something that people actually play or even you know cross keys to an extent mm-hmm. Uh, that's such a popular mode now with people and uh, it's it was such a niche thing in the beginning yeah so i think there's still a lot more things to come and uh, we, we're we're trying to do our part as you said to keep things as interesting and as fun as yeah. we can do you remember back in the day you had two modes you had open and standard <laughs> yeah, that was it until in, in key, until key sanity came around that was it yeah i think uh we had first we only had standard it was standard and then, and had, then we got open then we got open and then we had entrance because that was developed by someone else yes it was it was completely different fork um yeah and, and, then, uh, and then we had key sanity and then we got keys yeah yeah and that was it i mean uh, that was it. 2016 2017 if you didn't like um, open or standard you're not playing this you're game you're not playing yeah. this game so yeah. it, keys was the big, big the on the official Dev, mm-hmm. that was the first big, big change. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was and a then, huge thing. Yeah, and then it's it's obviously exploded from there. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. there. If you compare now to what we had three years ago, it's it's completely different. It's way different. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. I think we can make this a relatively short one, yep. but I I think it it warrants answering. So uh, the question is, why has the letter chosen the ELO rating system instead of a more modern and accurate system like the Glico Two? I personally have no idea what the Clico 2 is, yep. but you originally chose the ELO system for the ladder, and yep. so I'll let you answer this one. Two, two reasons. Number one, it's simple and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a 1v1 system, it needs to, it just needs to work. It doesn't need yeah. to be complex. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that uh, Glico is more built for large. 1v1 builds, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did, there were, I, in, I investigated three different systems when I was trying to do matchmaking. Um, ELO was first. And then I think Lika was second. And then there was the, um, oh, what's the third one? The booze is affecting my brain. So I can't remember the third <laughs> one off the top of my head. But I know there was three. Um, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't know. I have no idea. Yeah. In the end, it was, they all kind of work. They all mm-hmm. have a few disadvantages and, and advantages, but I went back to ELO because it was very, very simple to understand. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was very transparent. Um, yeah. You know that in a 32K system, two 1600 rank players, 
one person is going to lose 16 points. One person is going to gain 16 points. It's very yeah, exactly. open, transparent. With a Glico system, you could do the pairing on this and you could, oh, I won. I gained 30 points. My opponent lost three points. Mm-hmm. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I, I mean, basically, I agree with you is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, it, as we mentioned a lot earlier already, no system is going to be perfect. No. And for what we need on the ladder, ELO is perfect. Mm-hmm. It works and it's simple enough and everyone can understand what's happening when they have a matchup and they get 19 points. They know what that means. I, 100%. I'm a developer. I, mm-hmm. I fully, fully agree with the KISS system, which is keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. It works. Sure. Go with it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the next question. This one is, again, more for you, I think. Uh, but it says, how much work and effort would it be to do this with a growing random community? I want to do something like this with Jets of Time, which, as far as I know, is the Chrono Trigger randomizer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um it, that's it's kind of a loaded question for those that are aware we do run two ladders um mm-hmm. well i run two ladders uh okay that's a little little off i administer two ladders um <laughs> we do have a final fantasy 4 free enterprise system that is built off the exact same premise that uh the uh season 7 uh uh ladder was built off of here mm-hmm. um, i haven't changed that code uh, because, for various reasons that they don't want to go into it. Yeah. But, um, they have a they have an administrative team on their side that runs most of the day to day stuff, and I just do the the bots and the the website and stuff like that, and make mm-hmm. the schedule. Um, so it's really easy to move that code. The problem comes down to the community. So yeah. um, we 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 are very fortunate to have a very large and robust community that is constantly growing. Mm-hmm. Um, the free enterprise community grows very slowly it's Mm -hmm. it's about an eighth of the size that the the link to the past randomizer community is Mm -hmm. so it's difficult to get it's difficult to get people if you talk about it's been asked a couple of times what about z3r Mm -hmm. um or i'm sorry not z3r um sm sm3 is yeah Mm -hmm. super metroid i'm drinking um (laughs) super metroid random with uh the, the combo randomizer and it's like they don't have the community to support this because um, yeah. you need people and you need a large amount of people. Um, Free Enterprise does run into this issue from time to time where they'll only have a couple of people for a race. And if you're mm-hmm. the same person running the same race against one or two people, yeah, you're going to lose interest in it really fast. It's going to grow mm-hmm. out. So the smaller communities are going to have issues with this. Um we we actually were in talks and I was public with this with a potential third ladder at some point. Um, it did not happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of their community size, even though they would have the same issues. Um, there were technical limitations. That I think just interest tapered. Um, okay. But um, so is it possible to expand this to other communities? Absolutely. But you need to have the community to support it. Otherwise, the interest will instantly fall off. Um, so, yes, it can. There are huge issues with smaller communities to get it to run properly. Yeah. So basically, the the population size and especially the population of the people interested in racing in a ladder is the main point about this. Yes. If you don't have uh, enough people to 
have some variety in your races, it's, it's probably going to fall off really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just natural. Right, cool. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, let's move on. The next question, I think, is, again, not really a ladder question, but I think we could probably, like, kind of limit it to how would the ladder react to this, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we, how we get this. But uh, the question is, if a racer is banned in another racing community for cheating, stream sniping, other major violations, would the ban follow them to ALTTPR even if they ha- haven't been caught cheating in ALTTPR yet? How would the council handle a different community notifying the council about a banned runner that is also in the ALTTPR community? Um, all right, let me start on this from what I know. Um, I think we've had a couple of examples of cheaters overlapping communities, especially in the uh, Ocarina of Time randomizer and A Link to the Past randomizer, like overlap of those two communities. And I think, uh, I believe it's Tresco that is the person that a lot of people are in contact with and that's very close-knit both in the OOTR and the ALTTPR community. And uh, we've made it a habit, as far as I'm aware, to inform other communities of a ban that happens in ALTTPR. And so far, the the favor has been returned, so to speak. So if anything happens in another community and we have a contact there, uh, it'll be communicated to us and people will probably act accordingly. But since you have actually been on the council before, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll let you finish answering this question. Yeah. So we actually had an example of this just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, it was just it last week. It was right go. before Christmas. So <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we did have one racer that was um, banned uh, a few weeks prior. Did you put this in a timeline? It was two or three weeks before um, that a particular racer was caught stream sniping in Z3 in uh, uh, Ocarina of Time Rando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was it was Ocarina of Time, wasn't it? Or was it Z2? Was I, it was it combo? I can't remember which one it was. I think it was I of Time. I think it was the combo randomizer. Was it combo? Okay, I, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I think you're right. I think you're right. Point, so. No, I think you're right. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, my 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 mind's empty. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, that particular racer when that happened, um, usually it gets referred over to council first, mm-hmm. um, and then I have a couple of contacts on council that I still keep up with. And they usually refer it over to us. So mm-hmm. in the, when this happened, we knew about it when it happened, even though we did not take action for it for several weeks. So mm-hmm. usually it's our standpoint because we are independent. We do not, we don't follow under the council jurisdiction. So council decides on something. It does not necessarily apply to us. Now we usually will follow suit. Um, mm-hmm. Very rarely will we say, well, this just got voted on, but we're going to go against it. I think it's happened once since we started ladder and that was auto tracking. Um, right. And then we did eventually go with it after we changed some of the rules. We made it so that it should apply. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were informed of this race, the, the racer situation several weeks before we took action. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not apply to us. And we did not immediately do anything on our end because we, we kind of have to judge things as we see it. Um, we will a lot of times with these types of situations wait until a full investigation is, is done. Now we did investigate, at least I, I, I know, I, I don't even think I, I don't remember if I shared this with you. I definitely went through 
the anti-cheat. We have a ton of anti-cheat mechanisms in ladder right mm-hmm. now. Um, I've added a ton of stuff over the last couple of months to try to prevent this because chasing cheaters is miserable. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh, it's the worst. Um, so I went through and checked our stuff and nothing checked out. Like it was clean, mm-hmm. totally clean. So nothing on our side checked out. So we waited mm-hmm. for the council to do their investigation. And their, then at that point, something else did come up and they noticed something else. Um, it's not public information, so I won't go into it. But they did notice something else about this racer. Mm-hmm. And they determined that they're going to go ahead and issue the ban. And at that point, it's like, okay, we're agreeing with this. It, it adds up. We don't want this type of person in, in the community and in, in the latter mm-hmm. community. And we, we followed suit and did. So yeah, we will almost always follow suit with what the other communities have to say, because they're usually right. Um, exactly. It's same thing. We, from, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, we, we basically trust the, our community, like the council and stuff, as well as the other communities to do a thorough investigation and not just, you know, randomly willy nilly decide that someone is cheating and ban them for no reason. So once we find out that the, they've been thoroughly investigated and found to be cheating in some way, it's more of a character question yeah. than, uh, uh, than, uh, have they actually cheated in ALTTPR or not question? It's just, you know, if you've cheated in one game, what are the chances that you're also going to cheat in the other game? Yeah. We just don't want, those kind of people around in the community yep. at large. So we'll usually follow suit as Duncan said. Yep. And uh, that's where we go. Yeah. And it works the same way the other way too. We we've caught racers cheating and mm-hmm. we've taken action on our side and then referred it over to the communities that they're in. And they will usually do the same follow suit. And that's, you know, we do our own investigation. We've never banned anybody in ladder um, on a whim. Yeah, exactly. We, like the, the, the trust oh and the, the, <laughs> the, the trust is mutual. Like we do our due diligence and so do they. And that's why we can yeah. usually go along yep. with most of the decisions that are made, except if we like strongly disagree with something, which as Duncan said, has happened once about auto tracking. And even then we've more or less fallen in line yeah. with what the usual rules are by now yeah. so you and, know yeah and, and this takes weeks keep in mind for anybody that's not aware these investigations take weeks to do mm-hmm. um unless there was that there was that one situation where it was so insanely blatant <laughs> that we uh there was one person that was doing uh speed up they were fast forwarding their emulator when they were walking up and down stairs mm-hmm. and they were gaining probably a minute or two of a race and unfortunately for them it showed it on the screen that they were doing it yeah, I mean, at that point, what, so, what are you really going to do? That's, you know, that's like turning off the the darkness yep, layer in yep. your emulator. Those are the easy ones. Trust me. If everybody <laughs> was that stupid when they cheated, our job would be really easy. So. Yeah, that would be lovely. But unfortunately, yeah. it's a lot harder than that. Yes. All right. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, if you want to help out on the dev side of for a ladder, where's a good place to start? Yeah. Again, a question I have to refer to you. Yeah. So this one, I, I, I want to make sure this one got answered because it's a simple question. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with handling everything on my side. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually less work now than it, than it seems because mm-hmm. the bot works. Like most of the development stuff is on the bot. I do yeah. three or four hours of maintenance on the website every month mm-hmm. or every every season. And that's about it. Um, yeah. and unless I make sweeping changes on the bot, 
like adding threads was a big one that happened a mm-hmm. couple of seasons ago. Um, I really don't go through a lot of dev work, to be honest with you. Um, one thing that I did throw out there just recently, and unfortunately I didn't get a lot of responses on this, which was um, I can develop just fine. I have no artistic talent and mm-hmm. I do, I do. I still want to do this. I want to do some revamps of the, the ladder discord, new mm-hmm. emotes, you know, yeah. um, new graphics and stuff like that, which I have no ability to do on my own. I can't, I couldn't, I, I, I do stick figures. Yeah, um, I'm, on, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm unfortunately no help there either. And, yeah. uh, if our uh, Patreon banner for the dis uh, for the for the podcast is any indication, <laughs> we're we're not having too much luck with that either. <laughs> our our Patreon the the latter Patreon I did that myself, and it's probably the best artwork I've ever done in my life, and it's miserable. <laughs> um, so, so I like it. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It makes it fits for what it is, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So for development stuff, I, I I appreciate it. You're not the first person to ask. I've had multiple people come to me and say I can help if needed. Mm-hmm. it's just not needed right now. Um, the, yeah. the, the system's robust and it does not need a lot of maintenance. So um, we did just run into an issue just this last week where there was a new bug that was found and it has, mm-hmm. it has actually, it's been, it's been reading, it's been remedied. I did fix it on the bot side. So, um, All right. so that's I mean, been it fixed. Happens. Yeah, it does happen, but it's not anything I need to reach out and say, can I get help with this? I'm perfectly capable of, of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it keeps me sane because if I sit at home with nothing to do, I'm, f- I'm in my forties, man. I need, yeah. I need to work on things. Cause I'll go crazy. I know how that goes. <laughs> and I mean, originally back when I joined, I also offered my development yeah. like help because I'm also a developer, but you know, as you said, once the bot's running and doing its thing by itself, there's not really a whole lot to do. Uh, you take care of most of the stuff. If anything breaks horribly, it's usually, as I said earlier, some edge case that's relatively quickly fixed because, you know, it needs to happen once and then things need to go wrong and then you fix it and that's yep. it. Yeah. It just, it, so, uh, and that was the yeah. goal to have it run on its own. Exactly. That was the goal, as we mentioned earlier. All right. Let's uh, move on to the second to last question here, uh, which says, how long do you see the letter lasting? Do you see yourself running out of steam to maintain everything? You think if you started to burn out that you'd hand over the reins for somebody else to maintain the concept? I think I'm fine. I mean, for right now, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, as we've mentioned earlier, it's pretty much running itself at this point. Yeah. Obviously, there's still some stuff to do. And Dunka definitely does most of the work of what still needs to be done. But it's... I, I don't think it's like overwhelming or such a huge administrative, like troublesome bureaucracy that keeps you up all night that it really bothers you that much. Right. Yeah. Uh, it bothers me when something fails because well, I, obviously, yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately it was Christmas day when we had our failure this the, a couple of days ago and mm-hmm. I was sitting at a table eating prime rib and I was three drinks in. So, and I had my <laughs> phone to do it, so I couldn't fix yeah. it. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I'm not running, let's put it this way to answer the first part. I'm not running out of steam anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of enjoy this. I like putting out new ideas. Um, mm-hmm. We've definitely expanded things with the invitationals, especially with, with prize support. Um, yeah. With the invitationals, we're coming up with new ideas. I don't see it happening anytime in the near future, mm-hmm. but I will say burnout is a real thing. And yeah, for sure. the, 
thankfully, the drama side of what we have to deal with isn't too high. So it's not. Yeah, it's not a big, big deal. But mm-hmm. um, I, I will say if that escalates, it will definitely become more of a burden. But but I guess long story short, I don't expect burnout to occur anytime soon. As long as mm-hmm. there are people that want to race, we'll keep it going. Yeah, for sure. But uh, assuming you would say like, you know, in a year, you're like, all right, I'm done with this crap. Mm-hmm. Would you hand the reins over to someone? Not not even me, because I'm not sure if I would be able to run everything. <laughs> I, th- but, I, I think so, because it's okay. established enough that I think we would. I think we would keep it going. Um, there are a few things I think I would have changed if we had to start mm-hmm. from scratch. There are a couple of things I would change. But mm-hmm. there are things that are we can't really do at this point because things are too established. So, yeah. um, you know, if if hypothetically, if tomorrow I woke up and said, screw this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably uh, I would probably find somebody to hand it off to or at least give them. And if somebody wanted to keep it going or restart from scratch, I'd probably get them going and mm-hmm. then just, you know, go do my own thing. Yeah, exactly. Let them do that thing. I mean, really, the better question, as we've alluded to in the beginning, is would you ever really get tired of it because it requires so little of your input and like maintenance, you know? Yeah. It's like even if you didn't like if you have zero interest in ALTTPR anymore, you could still just leave everything up and let it run by itself. And yeah, maybe once every three months you would have to turn oh. up and fix something or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm on a break right now. I haven't played mm-hmm. rando since the last la- uh, my last league race. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no intention of playing rando again for a couple of months. <laughs> I'm taking a huge break. I'm going to be doing other things. I got to finally go back and play the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Nice. Um, we're going to be starting that on stream here probably tomorrow. Oh, um, and uh, yeah, I'm taking a huge rando break. It's going to be at least February before I shoot, before I fire the game up. But it doesn't mean All I right, still so, won't put things out there. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, pretty much like, would it even matter if you didn't care about ALTTPR anymore? Yeah. This thing is so self-sustaining yeah. that it doesn't matter. We don't, we like, don't have to do a lot. We really yeah. don't at this point. It, it, yeah, this exactly. was my goal from day one. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the last question here that uh, I, I feel is an important one, and I, I'm very curious about the answer. I have I have an idea, so let's go ahead and read the question first. Uh, from Duncan's perspective, what's more taxing as far as dealing with the racing community? The one term you served in racing council or the administration of the ladder discord? <laughs> uh, if you would indulge me, I have my guess here that I would like to speak out before you actually answer the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I feel like from the one term on the racing council, the answer should be pretty obvious. Yeah. But I personally think that the one term on the racing council was probably a lot more taxing than this ladder discord and all the naysayers and people that whine about one thing or the other. Yeah. Um, Yes. So I served one term and I knew two months in I was not going to serve a a second. (laughs) It has nothing against the racing council. Trust me. Uh-huh. I, 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 they, they serve a part. They serve a very important role. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and this is just my personal opinion, um, mm-hmm. is the racing council has a role when it needs to play its part. Mm-hmm. When it is playing that part, it is important. Mm-hmm. All the other time, 
it's not incredibly important. Um, okay. And I will, and I will say this ladder would not exist right now. I don't believe if it wasn't for the one term I spent on racing council. Um, oh, really? Well, yeah, because I wanted, because it really gave me an insight. So keep, keep in mind the, the we, we did one thing on, on my term in racing council and that was the, the icebreaker glitch, um, mm-hmm. that series of glitches. We voted on those and that mm-hmm. was about it. We didn't really do much else. Yeah. However, racing council has to abide by, it has to abide by the rules of the randomizer. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, it makes, it, I mean, it makes the rules, but it has to abide by them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas on our side, and I say this kind of high and mighty, we can do whatever mm-hmm. the hell we want. Yeah, we really much. can. I mean, we, we, we earlier, don't. We don't. Yeah, I mean, obviously not. <laughs> we're as you said earlier, we're not under the jurisdiction right. of the racing council because we're our own thing. But it will be a very jarring experience for the racers and probably also, you know, drive a lot of people away if we suddenly started going completely bonkers in our own oh, way. God. And, we would you know, we'd be killing changing everything. Yeah. Exactly. So we mostly do what the racing council does, uh, not only because it's easier for us, but also obviously because we agree with the decisions yeah. that they're making. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just kind of the natural order of things, but it doesn't mean that we'll always do that. Right, right. So, I mean, we, we, we follow them more or less because we agree with them. So, um, yeah, it's the issue is and this is this is the big I think it's the big stigma when it comes to the council is when um, when people look at council. They they mm-hmm. don't think the meme is the council is weak and toothless, yeah. um, and it, it, it's it sucks to be on a council where yes your opinion matters but it doesn't matter anywhere close to the work matters like what we do we are a council mm-hmm. of two <laughs> and yeah that's true we make we true. make our own rules we do them fairly and we do them mm-hmm. to weigh what we think is best for everybody but. I, I well, and this is a great example of this. Um, we had like, if I'm just going off memory, we had like six or seven glitches that we had to vote on. Like, mm-hmm. I am a strong opponent against Icebreaker. I don't think it ever should oh, have been. I, I don't think it ever should have been allowed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I have my own opinion on this, mm-hmm. and it, my vote didn't matter because I was outvoted by everybody else. That is stressful mm-hmm. and that is taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, um, in our side, if I decide if we, if we got together tonight and said, hey, for season 11, we're going to ban Icebreaker, mm-hmm. everybody would have to abide by it. That's yeah, not stressful at all. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't do that because that'd be stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, of course, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, I, I totally get what you mean. And I think also uh, what people maybe don't take into account is. Uh, yeah, the latter discord might seem taxing if you read, you know, the feedback channel and the general channel and all the discussions that sometimes go on and sometimes even repeat themselves multiple times over, you know, the same stuff over and over again. But it's easy to ignore that the racing council was established and kind of serves the purpose of dealing with all the stuff that's going on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Either you have to deal with cheaters, which is always shitty, no matter, you know, how many times you do it. Or you have to deal with allowing or disallowing certain glitches that were found, which is also shitty because, you know, no matter what you decide on, a, 
portion of the community will be mad at you. They're going to be mad at you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the council will always be more stressful just as a concept because all you get to do is deal with crappy things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. there are things that we have to handle on the administration side, but how many times I can count on no fingers the amount of times that we've had to ban somebody for what they've had to say in the discord. We've never done it. We've never had well, to. I can't remember one oh, time, but that was very you're specific. Right? Yo, I'm wrong. There was, you did that. <laughs> that happened. I went to bed and it hadn't happened yet. I woke up and it was done. Uh-huh. So you handled that, that one was, on your own. That was also at a time where not by any like <laughs> malicious intent from Danka, just by pure, you know, us being old people and forgetting stuff. I yeah. had no ability to kick or ban anyone. I forgot about that. And uh, there was a individual on the latter Discord that said some very questionable things, to put it lightly. Very and, questionable. Uh, all, I could, <laughs> all I could say was very mean things to him, but I couldn't actually do anything about him. Yeah, until, yeah, I totally uh, forgot Danka about woke that. Up. Yeah, but, I forgot you know, that it happens, it as is. is the saying. Yes, and yes. Uh, that was really the only time that we ever had to ban anyone for what they've said or how they've acted. And, and it was deserved. Absolutely. 100% <laughs> it was deserved. totally so, deserved. You know, I, uh, I feel no regret towards no. it. I don't even remember what the guy was called. He has hopefully oh, I remember. I, oh, we won't name names. I totally remember who it was. Okay, well, whoever it was, screw yes. that guy. Yes, so, uh, that guy in particular. Okay, uh, I I said this would be the last question I intended it to be, but I actually forgot to read one that Dunka graciously reminded me of. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead with this because this is a question that I can actually you know add meaningful content yes. to as a lot. Yes, it's an important question. <laughs> it is. So the question is: How often do appeals get submitted? What seems to be the most common reason, and how many of them? What percentage are legitimate? So. Personally, I would say the general number of appeals has gone down significantly over all the seasons that we've had. Uh, it still happens from time to time, but an appeal is a very, you know, rare thing these days. And I would also say by far the most common reason that we get appeals for is the opponent not having a VOD for their race yep. that they just raised. They either forgot to stream it or they forgot to save it or their stream cut out and they never reconnected and they didn't have a local recording, stuff like that. Yeah. Your, my opponent doesn't have a VOD. What happens now? Uh, and usually we, we check it out. And if we also agree with that and we don't find a, a legitimate VOD or anything that proves to us that they, you know, legitimately finished the race, we'll usually turn the result around, make it a DQ for the person without a VOD. And the person who actually finished the race will get the win. And that's that. Yep. Uh, what about you? Do you agree with all no, of what 100%. I just said? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, there's, there's two questions here, effectively. So, which is how often do appeals get submitted? The mm-hmm. answer to that is not near as much as they should. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, I think, and this is, this is, it's, it's a side effect. It's actually kind of a good thing that people are trusting right now. Because mm-hmm. uh, a couple of seasons ago, we oh, we spent more time, I think, in season is eight. Yeah, season mm-hmm. eight, investigating cheaters than we've ever done in the past. No, absolutely. Um, 
And it was like every day is like, well, I looked at this guy and I looked at that guy. We, we work with the devs to combat cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, we, since then, we've implemented a lot of anti-cheating things. And I'm very happy to say I've only gotten a couple of flags that have popped up and they've mostly been false flags. So mm-hmm. um, the, the methods that have been put in so far, I'm, people are doing the right thing. They're not cheating as far as. The, as far as we can tell, as far as the automatic stuff that we can tell, like the stuff mm-hmm. that is very obvious that we would pick yeah. up immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but that being said, I see people all the time. I've seen this season alone, half a dozen people that mm-hmm. are racing. And we're not streaming. Yeah. Now there's a lot of them. It happens a lot. It happens more often than people think. Now yes. these don't get appealed. Which means one of two things. One, one people are not checking, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You trust your opponent. And if they're trustworthy and they forgot to stream for whatever reason, that's up to your, that's your decision to appeal or not. I will mm-hmm. say if your opponent didn't stream and if you, re- if you care enough that you want to get the win, you'll get the win because your opponent didn't do the job. Yeah, exactly. If you appeal uh, that and we check it out and it's yeah. true that your opponent didn't stream, you'll get the win. Yeah, That's it, happens, it happens a lot. I think we've had mm-hmm. one. Did we go through this whole season with just one appeal? I think and so. it was a self appeal, if I'm not mistaken. It was a yeah, it was something it was, the guy just forfeit. He meant to forfeit and he actually do, he dunned instead of forfeited. Yeah, that happens a bunch of it times. It happens a couple well. of times. It's the same person. The same person's yeah. done it twice now and you know who you are. <laughs> Um, I think that might be the second most. Yeah, it's probably number two on the list. We've had to do that a few times. Um, I I put the wrong thing in. Yeah, exactly. So uh, because they pre-type their. their Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they they don't get submitted that much these days. Um, I I think they should be happening more. And I think it would. I think people it's again, it's a good and a bad. I think that people are trusting, which is good. But mm-hmm. I also think that maybe on the other side, people are maybe not streaming on purpose, thinking they're not going to get caught. And yeah, that's a bad. So, yeah, for sure. Um, because that opens up another can of worms. So mm-hmm. should there be more appeals? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of wish there were more. It's great for us. We don't have to do a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't, yeah. I, I always kind of go into panic mode a little bit, at least, when I see I got a ping from the ladder Discord and then I check in it yeah. in the appeals channel and I'm like, all right, I got to DM someone or figure yeah. out what's going on here. We, 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 and then, yeah. There, there's generally three types of appeals that we get. There's the easy ones, which are I screwed up or opponent wasn't streaming. Those mm-hmm. are very easy. We we take 10 seconds. We we agree with them and we just get on with it. Yeah. Um, number two is, and this is the one that's, the, the, I, I don't like number two. Two is always the gray area one. I think my opponent's doing something, but I don't know what. Yeah, that's a rough one. And the thing that sucks about that is we have to, we, we do investigate these and we look at the area. Usually there's an, thankfully we do usually get like, wow, my opponent did this and it's weird because it doesn't make any sense. But Mm -hmm. rando as a whole, everybody has a little bit different opinion. So if somebody comes to us and says, boy, they made this decision and it made no sense. We'll go back and look at it. And we might agree with that theory, but it doesn't mean that they're cheating. It means they made a fly decision that paid off. And that happens. Yeah, as with as with uh, any 
like investigation like that, if you want to call it an investigation, as, as soon as someone, you know, claims something seems weird, it's it, it can't ever be and it won't ever be just off of one race yes. where someone did something, you know, quote unquote weird. Yeah. And that and that's a very important point. What we will the first mm-hmm. thing we generally do is we look at the situation. We look at that particular. Then we go back and look at others. And mm-hmm. it's time consuming. So we have to go yeah. back and we pass. We usually pass a lot of the stuff off to our appeal team mm-hmm. um, and they will look into some of these for us because it's a lot of work. We don't have the time and to, to, to do all of this. Yeah. Um, and we honestly, we've caught we, we've caught cheaters this way. Oh, we have. Yeah, we absolutely sure. have. And so these ne- these should be reported. Um, it just doesn't mean that we're just going to immediately say you're right and we're going to DQ and ban that particular user. Exactly. So we go back, we look and we say, oh, we looked at the last 10 races. This kind of stood out. And usually if they're actually cheating, we'll see hints in other races of something either on the same or completely different that say that Mm -hmm. doesn't exactly add up. Exactly. Um, So so those are the hard ones. Those are the ones I don't really like very much because. They either lead to literally nothing or Mm -hmm. it opens up a huge it opens us up to a huge investigation with a lot of different things. We usually get counsel involved with that. We tell them we're investigating user X because they're doing this. We have this Mm -hmm. much of uh, of data. And if we're comfortable with saying this is obvious, we'll put our foot down. Sometimes we pass it over to to counsel to make their judgment. And that's usually where we'll work in conjunction with them and say, we agree. They agree. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we had issues again in season eight. We had a couple of them where it's like we investigated, came up clean. It's Mm -hmm. like there's we don't there's not enough. Or if they are doing it, they're doing it very, very well. So um those are the ones that I'm not that, that's middle ground. We actually probably get. We were getting a lot of those in the like seasons, like four through eight. They've mm-hmm. tapered off. Mm-hmm. And then there's the third one, which we don't get very often, which are the easy ones, which are this guy's cheating. And here's why. And <laughs> yeah. and it's like we look at it and we're like, wow, they're cheating. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, that's definitely not all right. Guy 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 walks guy skips library for fifty minutes, goes into library when finding books to find fire rods sitting on top of library shelf. Mm-hmm. He's cheating, and we know yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just some very obvious tells, and yeah. as we've talked about earlier, you know, fast forwarding your emulator, emulator turning off certain layers yep. of your emulator to see in the dark. Those are easy. It's just. If you see those, yeah. it's please like, right, report wow. those. Right, exactly. If you see those, report those immediately. Yes, yes. So we, appeal. Yes, it's it's what we want. That's yes. why the system is in place. Yep, yep. That's why the system is there. Just don't abuse it. That's all we ask. Exactly. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for our episode yeah. today. I'm I'm sorry if we haven't gotten to your question. It means that we ran out of time, and also that your question probably sucked. So, uh, I, I, I will say this, and I and w- I love the QA. We might do this again, either on or off podcast. We might do this mm-hmm. again in the future, maybe in a few months. Um, uh, d- definitely good questions. There was only a few random questions, and I know who dropped these, and I understand why yeah. they're the questions that they are. Some of them are very obvious, and obviously not to be taken seriously yeah. as well. So, the, the, the reason uh, why I am so bald and sexy is because I am so bald. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much a self-fulfilling yes. prophecy. Yes, that right? is cause so, and effect. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we, as, as Duncan said, we might do this again. Maybe we'll start our own ladder podcast that happens every three months or something just like that. Just do Q&A, we'll just, something like that. Yeah. Just do Q&A. We'll, we'll figure something Lots out. Lots of drinks. This, <laughs> yep, especially that. I'm uh, almost finished with my fourth one, by the way. Oh, I'm, so. Well, my two doubles have been gone for 30 minutes. Yeah, and I very much appreciate you not yeah. going for a refill in the middle of this. No, so, uh, no, no. And I, by the uh, way, I do apologize in advance. My cat has been up my butt for the last 30 minutes. If you can hear her crying, I apologize. Uh-huh. Well, that's for Tim to figure out. I can say that Discord didn't uh, like transmit any of it, but uh, it might be on the recording. So I'm, I'm, I, I apologize to Tim here. Um, but uh, I want to say, uh, I want to say, obviously, thank you to you, Dunka, for uh, taking the time and you know sitting here with me talking about ladder stuff for almost two hours. Yeah, I thought no, it was great. A thank you. Yeah, it was a great time. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely down to do this again, especially the Q and a part. We'll, we'll see which form it'll take and what we do with it, but I'm, I'm definitely down to do it again. Um, before we finish all of this off, uh, you have the stage, any shout outs, you know, shout out your Twitch, anything that you've played recently, any recommendations you might have to people, anything, any last words you want to say about the latter? do it now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't stream that much these days. Uh, I, I keep it as a hobby instead of a job. Um, mm-hmm. mine is obviously twitch.tv slash big Dunka. Um, yep. we will be, I, the, the, I'm taking the rando break right now, so you won't be seeing much rando. I will be, I do want to, I'm waiting for we're. I'm going to be doing the, the final fantasy pixel remasters. Cause I've been holding off on these for a while now. Mm-hmm. Finally going to get those in now that I got some downtime over the holiday. Um, nice. I'm going to be doing those beyond that. Um, obviously everybody knows about, if you're listening to this, you probably already know about ladder. Um, big thanks to the Patreon, uh, people that donate to Patreon every month. Um, we, we, it's more than what we know what to do with. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're, you guys are actually f- kind of funding the invitational stuff at this point, which is fantastic. Um, it means yeah. we'll do more of them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just again, this is not a thing without everybody supporting it, without everybody that, that passes the word on to what's going on. Yes, we administer it, but without the people, it's not, it's not, it doesn't exist without the people. It would just be us kind of talking to each other all the time. Yeah, just so, sitting there and not running any races. Exactly. Yeah, it, so, wouldn't, it wouldn't work without the people. So yeah, um, ALTTPRLadder.com is the website if you want to check out things. If you're unfamiliar with it, the Discord link is on there. Join us. It's really easy. Just make sure you mm-hmm. read the rules, please. The FAQ, yes, please. the FAQ channel is very, it'll take you two minutes. Please mm-hmm. read them. Um, it'll and teach you everything have, you need to know. Yep, it'll have all the information that you need to know. All right. Well, uh, once again, thank you, Big Dunka. For me, I'm uh, twitch.tv slash herfydurfy. I barely stream anymore, so good luck finding me there. But still, thank you for all your support. And uh, as far as recommendations go, I'll forego those uh, this week, just because I think this nicely rounds out the podcast and we're already a little bit over time. So uh, I hope you had a great time. And uh, make sure to tell me about what you thought about this episode, if you should do this again, either on the Ladder Discord or obviously on the podcast Discord. And uh, with that, I'm going to sign off here. 
And uh, I hope you have, since we're on the Thursday before the New Year's, I hope you guys have a great New Year's Eve and uh, have a great and successful 2022.